I talk every week to studio owners and teachers who are looking at optimizing their online offerings. The online world of fitness really is its own business model. And so just adding a few videos to a web page on your site likely won't bring you the added revenue you'd like and certainly won't mean that you're retiring anytime soon. The online world really is different. It's a different business model that requires a different set of skills and especially marketing skills. I've worked with online businesses for years, long before the pandemic hit, and I absolutely love this space and the opportunity that exists. If you're willing to really embrace the digital world that is. So today I'm sharing with you step-by-step how to create an online offer your clients will love, and the key factors that will drive your success. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. As I record this today, I've got a few strategy sessions lined up with some studio owners who've really found their groove in the online world. Just last week, I spoke to a studio owner operator, so a single studio owner, she works alone in her business, who is in the final stages of designing her own online program. I spoke to a studio owner who is building an on-demand membership platform and another studio owner who is optimizing her schedule to include hybrid classes inside of her business. That means classes that are being shared both in person and virtually at the same time. There are so many different ways to build an online studio, so many different ways to develop your offer. And somehow, all of that opportunity also leads to some procrastination, and many also question how to stand out in such a crowded market. Somehow in making that shift online, some studio owners have struggled with tapping into what makes them unique in what they do and what they do well, and then putting that out there into the world. And I want to dive into all of this today in this episode, because I really do believe that if you want to build an online platform, there is opportunity for you. But like all business success, you have to be proactive about pursuing that in your business. You have to design your business to be successful and you have to go after it. We really have been through so much over the last year and I know it's only natural to perhaps feel a little bit off track right now. You've had to probably shift back and forth between trying new things with online offerings and dealing with studio openings and perhaps closing and then reopenings with all of the cleaning protocols, communicating all of that to your clients, keeping teachers happy and keeping clients happy. And all the while still trying to deliver an exceptional class or teaching experience that will keep your clients healthy and keep them coming back for more. 
And with all of these changes, I know that so many of you want to really keep that online presence, that online business, and keep that offer of teaching online, of being able to take classes online. You want to keep that as an active part of your business. But I've seen studio businesses really struggle to to find a way to create something that is well received by their clients and to know where to focus when it comes to their marketing. So today, I'm going to give you four tips to creating an online offer that works. Ultimately, you know what is right for your business, but here are a few tried and tested tips to keep in mind as you figure out what works for you. So first of all, tip number one is to believe in your value. You have to recognize the value that you deliver to your clients. And you have to believe this before you can even go online. You likely already believe in the value you deliver in that in-studio experience. But if you aren't committed to the value you continue to deliver when your clients go online, then that will really create an internal struggle for you. You have to know that when you're delivering a a session or a class online, you are offering something of tremendous value to your clients. And here's the thing, what I've seen over and over again is that if you think the online value of what you do is, is low going into this, if you don't think it's as worthwhile or as important or as valuable, then you will have a really hard time generating enough revenue for it to pay you back for the amount of time that you're going to need to put into this endeavor. And if you can't seem to get there just yet, take some time to think about the value that what you do, what makes you unique, what the value is for your clients when you can access them virtually. Is it a time saver? Is it more convenient for them? Does it help them to stay committed to their health and fitness? Or is it that break in their day that they need to stay sane? You have to believe that what you offer has tremendous value to the people who buy and not that it's just some second best option. This is a mindset shift that has to happen first. And when it does happen, you will feel so much more comfortable marketing and selling your online offering as a viable and valuable way for your clients to access your studio and their workouts. Okay, tip number two is to know your ideal client. If you know who you're trying to attract and retain inside of your studio, then it's so much easier to create a package and a program that works for them. Now, I know that the tendency is to create something that appeals to everyone, right? But that often leaves your marketing kind of flat and empty. Um, And I'm not pretending that there aren't others out there doing what you do, but there will always be that happening. But if you can't narrow down to the people who really need this particular offering, then your marketing will really struggle. And I see this over and over again. Take the time to really think about what your ideal client wants. Who are you building this offer for? So think about what what that person wants right now, what they need right now and what you can do to help them to get that. So think about perhaps what struggles they're experiencing that you can help them to overcome. 
and think about what their everyday life looks like, what their day-to-day looks like. Are they mums struggling to find time? Are they athletes wanting to improve their game? Are they business people that simply need access to classes on demand to fit their workout in their busy schedule? Think about who your ideal client is. Now, people tend to slip up here because it's really easy to want to reach the masses, right? Many studios want to be able to cater to everyone. After all, we often say, you know, Pilates is for everybody. But when it comes to marketing, especially when it comes to marketing and designing an online offering, this can lead to problems. Because when you try to cater to everyone, your message actually becomes vague, somewhat unclear, and doesn't typically inspire anyone to take action or, for example, to book a class with you. It's really important to speak directly to the solution you're going to provide for your ideal client. And the best way to do that is to get crystal clear on who those people are, what their needs are, and how you can help them meet those needs. Putting together a package, a program, or a new offering is so much easier when you've already spent some time thinking about who is going to buy this after you've created it, and then reverse engineering and working back from there. So you really want to take the time to really understand who your ideal client is and what your niche is. If you haven't done so already, sit down, Take some time to think through that person is, what they're struggling with right now, and how you can provide a solution to their problem. And then from there, you can create the package or the program or the online uh, offer that will speak to them. And then ultimately, you'll be able to sell to them in in a way that feels very, very simple and very, very easy. All right. Tip number three, you have to know your impact. So what do I mean by that? Well, it's really important that you have a clear understanding of who you are as a teacher, as a business, and as a studio owner, what you're passionate about and the impact that you want to make. When it comes to putting together an offering for the online space, you want to think about what gets you excited, right? You want to think about what energizes you and what you get jazzed up about, what you're excited about, what gets you out of bed in the morning. And the reason why I'm such a big believer in in dialing into this and tapping into this before you even start to sell your online offer is because it helps you to really stay true to what will work for you and to not get distracted by what might be working for others. And I see this a lot. You know, I've talked about it before here on the podcast. I call it comparisonitis. It's a real thing. I don't want you to get distracted with what other folks are doing in their business, especially if that does isn't something that is going to align with your business. We don't want copycats over here. I want you to design your business and your program and your offering around what will work for you and what will work for your business. So you definitely want to think about what you're excited about. You want to make sure that when you're developing your online program or your online platform, that it's going to give you energy, that it's going to give get you excited, that you're going to be able to continue to invest your time and your energy in building out this platform. 
So this will help you to stay true to what works for you and the vision that you have for your business. Once you know what that looks like, once you know what your boundaries are for you, then you can think about your clients and where they are right now, what you can do and how you can structure the offer to help them with their challenges right now. Magic really happens when you can deliver a transformation and when you can do that in a way that gets you feeling really good about what you do. So take some time to think about what excites you, what lights you up, and what impact you want to make on your clients. How can you utilize that to help your clients with what they're experiencing right now? And then from there, you can come up with a few phrases that really help your clients to understand what you can help them with. So here's a couple of examples. One of my amazing Thrive members, Sue, she designed a program specifically to help busy mums to integrate movement and self-care into their lives. So if you're a a mum and you've got younger children, you will know that life is busy and it's all consuming. And Sue knew this firsthand and she wanted to help other people to find themselves and find themselves in the busyness of being a mum to young children. And so she designed a program that includes a combination of both online classes and live classes, as well as checklists and resources and a lot of encouragement and support for her clients. Now, like I said, she knew as a super busy mum of three, she knows, knew exactly what it was like to get lost in those early years. And she just wants to help other mums to find their way too. Another one of my amazing clients has an on-demand platform where she shares uh, classes, group classes, um, and she's been super successful in reaching people who she has known for years, who perhaps have moved away and out of town, people who really enjoy taking her classes. And she's managed to reintroduce them into her studio business by offering this on-demand platform filled with high-energy dance cardio classes. She's all about great music, fun, fun movement sequences, getting moving. And that really comes through in each and every one of her classes. So you see both of these examples for Sue and my other client, they both have their unique way of delivering what they do and also a very specific audience that they're trying to bring into their program, into their on-demand platform. All right, moving on to tip number four. You want to make sure you have thought through the whole process of designing your online platform or your online program. And once you've done that, once you've mapped out your offering based on a problem you can solve, it's time to validate that uh, that program. You want to make sure that your offering is based on a problem that you can solve, a problem that your ideal client has that you know you can help them with, that you have a program that is in alignment with what energizes you and your brand. And then you want to validate your idea to confirm that it's something that your clients want. Okay. And so oftentimes we're so busy behind the scenes designing something that we like that we forget this really important part where we want to make sure, we want to check in and make sure that your clients are excited about it too. So even if you've got some fantastic ideas, you should think about how you're going to validate them because this will help you to really refine your offering. Oftentimes, people make 
add so much into their online pla- online platform. They often will add a lot of different components that it tends to become quite complex and difficult to understand, not just for your clients, but also for you as the person who is operating this whole platform. So you want to make sure that you are able to talk about what you're offering in a very simple and very compelling way. And the best way to do that is to bounce these ideas off of some of your clients who you think might be a good fit. Once you've done this, you may want to go back to the drawing board and make some changes to the the program that you've designed or the on-demand platform you've designed and think about perhaps how you can refine it to meet the needs of that ideal client. Then you will be way more confident with what you're putting out there. So you want to put your idea in front of a handful of people that you trust, whose whose, uh, feedback you trust. And that's kind of important because everyone will have an opinion, but you need to make sure the people that you share this with are people whose opinions you value. So you want to pick up the phone, perhaps talk things through with them during class or after class or after a session, and just tell them about your idea. Now, by this point, you do want to have it designed up to a certain point because you might want to move quite swiftly into enrolling people into your program after these conversations. If you have done a really good job designing your program, some of these people who you're who you're kind of bouncing these ideas off of might tell you that they want to get started ASAP. So you want to make sure that you're far enough along that you're prepared to to roll it out relatively soon after these conversations. But the most important thing is is to get some feedback about uh, what your ideas are and what your program is. And you want to ask them about whether or not it's something they would be interested in, whether or what would be perhaps holding them back from joining, what questions they would have about it. So you can address all of those things in your marketing and in your marketing messaging when it comes to selling your online program. So like I said, one of the things I see often is um, it's very, very easy actually to make the offer too complicated and too complex with perhaps a bunch of different pricing options, perhaps a bunch of different durations for the program, some add-ons, some VIP things here and there. And what happens is that the more complicated you make it, the harder it will be to sell and the more difficult, honestly, your life will be. So I really recommend keeping your program and your pricing simple. And remember that this is your program. This is your business. So you can always make changes as time goes on. Now, I do have one more bonus tip for you, okay? And that is that if you can design your program as a plan, as a step-by-step plan for your clients to follow, it will help to give you credibility that you will be able to help them have a transformation. And this really helps in the online world. Everyone, including your clients, are busy and suffering from information overload. If you can provide a simple, straightforward plan for your clients to help them get to where they want to be, you are helping them more than you will ever know. So I definitely recommend designing a program or a plan for your clients to follow, and it helps to make everything just a little bit simpler. All right. So now that we've gone through those four tips, quick recap for you. Number one, know and believe in your value. Take the time to reflect on your offering and think about the value that it brings online. If you're having a hard time believing it, think about the value that you bring in studio and how an online offering would um, would only add to that experience. 
Tip number two is to know your ideal client. Take the time to think about who they are, what they do, what their days look like, and what problems your program can help them solve. Get super crystal clear on how you can help them. Tip number three, know your impact. Think about what makes you come alive. What do you love about being a teacher or a studio owner? What parts of what you do do you get the most excited about? And how can that unique offering help your client with what they're going through right now? You have so much to offer. I absolutely know that you do. Tip number four is to validate. Once you've got your offer mapped out, put it out there to your ideal clients. Give them a call, reach out directly, get their feedback. And then once you get that, you'll have so much more confidence to put the program out there in a bigger way. So if you've ever felt alone on an island as a business owner in the boutique fitness world, and you'd like to learn more in-depth tricks, tips, and trainings, all while being surrounded by a community of like-minded studio owners, then you will love my Thrive community. We have weekly group calls, monthly trainings, an abundance of resources at your fingertips, and a Facebook group to stay connected. There is so much happening inside of this incredible group of studio owners that you will learn so much from each other and get the opportunity to really grow and make your business come alive. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Pilates Business Podcast. I'll have more for you next week. Stay tuned. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Mm -hmm.